and specialize in music most people think. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you check out our Facebook page, Instagram, and our website. Let us show what lies with you. Yo, this is John from Noise Dosage Media, and this episode is brought to you by UKR Patcher, located out of Ukraine. They specialize in providing metalheads and bands with custom woven or embroidered patches, back patches, hats, buttons, and t-shirts. I'll put a link in the description. Great quality, highly recommended. So how old are you and Liam? I'm 15. I'll be 16 next month. And uh, I'm, I'm 11, and I'll be 12 in July. So how is... Steelface Circus is practice structured now versus the very beginning. Well, practice structure is not too terribly different, actually. Oh, yes, it is, dude. Fair enough. A little bit. I wasn't even in the band when it started. Well, originally, this project was kind of a branch off of another project that had already happened. And it kind of, you know, uh, broken apart. And it was like me and Jerry, the original guitarist, it was like, hey, we want to do something that's not this. So let's just do our own thing. And we just he wrote some song. He wrote Twisted Wounds. He wrote most of the riffs for that and just brought them to me. And I was like, I like this. This is what I want to do. And then we started playing through it. And then we were like, hey, Liam, do you want to try out on vocals? And he was like, sure. And it was like immediately from there, we we knew what we wanted to do with this, but, um, it was, and that was where it was like, we knew we wanted to do something more with this. And then, uh, through the following months, we wrote a bunch of stuff with Jerry. And then in February, I broke my finger. Oh dude, I did the same thing. It was my left pinky. And no, I, I broke my whole hand though last year, Ah. like (laughs) in a dirt bike, in a dirt bike accident. I ruined every, like part of my hand yeah <laughs> but yeah i couldn't play guitar for like three months oh i could play guitar with two fingers <laughs> hey it depends on what you're playing fair enough <laughs> but um the thing was it was like fe- it was february 2018 and i broke my finger and we had some shows scheduled for the next month we had two shows our second and third show and i was like well what am i gonna do now we have shows scheduled I like to stick to commitments. Like, even if I am kind of hesitant about it, I'm like, no, I committed to this and I'm going to do it. So what I did was I uh, called my buddy, Kendall Pariah Dival, who uh, produced REP, by the way. Go check him out on Facebook. Uh, check out his band, Necronomachrist. Really oh, great boy. Band. That sounds good already. Oh, yeah. It's it's great stuff. Um as we're actually recording this, he's live on Facebook right now doing a stream. But um, uh, basically, I called him and I was like, "Hey, do you want to fill in on drums for the show?" And I jumped on, I grabbed my bass. Ah, oh, there it is. And I <laughs> and I learned the songs in such a way that I could play them with two fingers. Because yep. what it was was my pinky and my ring finger were buddy taped together. Yep. It was on my left hand, so I had to like learn to stretch out my, you know, index finger, my middle finger enough to actually like play stuff. But, um, basically I just played bass for a show and then I just gotten the clear to play drums like right before the next show that we had, which was the 30th or the 31st. I don't remember, but we played that 
Uh, and that was, and the thing is the third, like the second show was when Liam really got into his groove and he, I, I really kicked it up. I, yeah. It, it, it went from him standing there facing off to like, <laughs> 40, like a 45 degree angle to the crowd. And the <laughs> like to, the opposite way. Him being like, watch the video for, uh, I'm broken by Pantera. It's literally that like, oh, Phil God. Is, like he's exactly what Phil's doing. Hey, I, I was the same way, man. We all do it. I, I'm still like when I play shows, you want to know what I do? What do you do? Um, this is a trick, man. Chew on some gum and wet your hair before you play a set. Huh? <laughs> what does that do? <laughs> uh, so if you have ADHD, like, um, gum helps you like take your mind off stuff. I, I don't know, but no, every venue we play in Rochester is super hot. So yeah, yeah. So that would so help. I drench, yeah. So I drenched myself in water. So yeah, one would imagine that that would help quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. So favorite video games. We don't TV play show. games. I haven't played games in what? seven years. Really? But he has. But he just hasn't. I haven't like system. played regularly in seven years, and neither has Liam. But I do watch YouTube Let's Players. And my favorite game right now is the new Animal Crossing. Oh my god, it's so amazing. Hell yeah. And Doom Eternal's a close second. <laughs> the sound Liam, for that. Liam, you're telling me you don't play any video games. Nope. Not that. I don't play games. I haven't played games regularly, like I said, in seven years. And it's oh this month god. that I've that I've I've been a drummer for seven years. It's the it's the reason I'm a drummer at all that's the reason i'm a musician at all is because i put down you know the ps3 at the time right for sure i always like to ask people that so what actually got you into playing drums well and do you currently play ah sorry do you currently take drum lessons i don't take drum lessons i haven't taken them for several years Although I did just get picked to do a drum lesson with Dirk Verburen, Megadeth drummer, who was in soil work as well. I don't know if he's still in there. I haven't looked into that much, but I'm going to do that sometime next week with him. But I haven't taken a drum lesson like genuinely since like 2013 or early 2014. It's been a long time, but I don't actually take lessons I, it's mostly self-taught basically it was right. a year of lessons and i got like jump started and i just um and otherwise i'm self-taught and the reason like i was able to get into playing drums was because my dad uh used to buy a bunch of musical gear on like uh craigslist and stuff for really cheap and you'd just flip it and he had yeah. a uh a Mapex V series kit. It was a jazz fusion configuration. It was the toms were tiny. It was eight by, I don't, I don't know what the depths were, but it was eight, 10 rack toms and then 12, 14 floors, with an 18 inch kick and a 12 inch snare. Dude, that memory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what, see, I'm not a drummer. So <laughs> yeah, like most guys but... now play like a 12, rack tom and a 16 floor like a 12 was my first like was the smallest floor tom i had 
You got a big <laughs> stonker, dude. Jeez. So, Liam, what's your favorite sport? Like, what? Uh, I don't like, I don't really play sports. I haven't played them since I was six or seven. Um, but when I uh, when I did, it was basketball. Yeah. Yeah, I've always I've always really liked it. So, do you guys go? I know when I when I went to school, I'd go to music class and I'd be like the outcast kid that listened to the music that nobody likes. What do your friends think? When you show them your music. Well, we do online school at home, so there's none of that. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Well, oh. I, I, um, I have friends, but generally they actually like my music, surprisingly, since like the heaviest stuff they listen to is Imagine Dragons. No, but I, I ask them for, my, for their real opinion. I'm like, I don't, I don't care if you say you don't like it. Just what do you think? And they're like, yeah, it's good. Heck yeah. yeah. For sure, I... The um, and we're still in school, by the way, because of that, which is nice, because now we don't have to deal with like worrying about the discussion of oh, are they going to repeat whatever grade we're in? Yeah, exactly. Are we going to have to repeat that next year? No, we don't have to deal with that. We're I was going to I was going to ask if there was anything that you guys are doing during this because like yeah, the whole world's going to crap. I guess. Oh, in my um, in my in the town we live in our uh, elementary school sent kids home or sent uh, in the mail a 147 page document of what their kids are, what kids are expected to do during all this. And think about this. It it was just sent this week and no other like work (laughs) was done by them. And supposedly schools are supposed to open in May on May 4th. April vacations, not this coming week, but the week after. So they only yeah. have like a week of work to do, and they sent a 147-page document to the parents on what their what their child is expected to do. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, one of my best friends when I um, was growing up, he was um, taught at home, like homeschooled, and I thought it was like the coolest thing because like – I'd always ask him, I'd be like, so, like, what'd you do today? He's like, I, I, you know, I got homeschooled for, like, a couple hours, and, like, the rest of the day, I just practiced. That's that's a lot of what it is, because you're getting rid of a lot of the stuff that's like, oh, we're going to... Jim. The thing is, with regular school, there's a lot of, like, busy work, because it's like, oh, we're going to take two hours to do this thing, and if you're done in 45 minutes, then here's a bunch of sheets of other stuff for you to do in this, this next hour and 15 minutes. That's not trivial, trivial at all. It doesn't affect your grade at all. It's just a thing to keep your, yeah. you know, to keep you busy. Keep it's doing like stuff. fluff. It's like fluff. Yeah. It's just extra stuff to filler, keep you going. And then plus there's also, you know, waiting in lines and stuff that takes up like a total of, you know, multiple hours of time. For sure. And, the other thing is for uh, students that are advanced or behind, they don't really get the exact education that they need. Usually schools teach to the middle and yeah. the kids that are a little slower with that sort of thing fall behind. And the the more advanced kids are like just bored by the end of it yeah. is the other thing. 
And that's what I like about what I'm doing right now. Um, we're doing uh, Connections Academy, which is basically the it's it's the best thing that we could find that was available. And uh, the thing is with it, it's like you have a calendar of your work of for the day to do. And it's just yeah. as soon as – it's like as quick as you can get it done and then you're done. And you have like some live classes – oh, excuse me. Uh, like a couple of live classes a day sometimes. I only have one most days. Liam's got a couple every day. But it's so much more useful and it's – Yeah, structured. It's it's more – it's not as structured actually as a thing. And it's right. – I personally think it's better that way because it's going to be helpful with college. College, you're on your own. Yeah. College, you have to learn to have your own work ethic. This gives you that initiative. It gives you that initiative before you, you know, hit college and you're, you're, you know, basically just like procrastinating everything and not doing anything. Yeah. That's the thing about a lot of people that go into college and get a business degree but don't do very well and end up working at McDonald's, you know, yeah. after they graduate. No, I totally agree with you, man. Which is – Yeah, no, that gives a lot of um, – definitely puts a lot more on you being younger. And that's good because, like, I live on my own and I wish I would have had that pressure, you know. Because I'm, I'm, like, just learning things myself that I would never, never have thought, like, I would have had to do. Yeah. So – um, Liam, where did you learn how to do vocals? I didn't. You just did it. I, yep. I was, one day I was yelling at Riley and it came out and, <laughs> and he was like, that was really cool. Do that again. Hey, Liam, do you want to be in my new band with Jerry? <laughs> so, so who is Jerry? Is he your friend or? Jerry was uh, a mutual friend of... Like my dad and one of his buddies, um, who was like, Hey, why don't we, you know, he like came over and jammed, he's jammed. He sent me some tracks in very late 2016 and he was just like, just make some parts to these. And I did. And he showed up and he was like, hold on. I like this. I'll be back. I'm going to go get my Marshall at my practice space. So we went to his practice space and we grabbed his Marshall 412 and i don't remember what head he had exactly but he brought all that over and he was like okay now that i can see that you're serious about this we can maybe talk about doing something and that was the original project that we were in called thousand Thousand archers which was like very it was a long time ago now but um and then that grew into an actual project uh, there are some falling outs between certain members, but uh, it we played a bunch of shows during the summer of 2017. Uh, we had no vocalist. It was all instrumental. It was like, think about like if Tool had breakdowns and it was less progressive. Yeah, That was the kind sure. of idea of it. No, I think to be honest with you, the vocals – and the drums really stand out to me in that band. I mean, like guitar wise, I love it, but I'm just saying, like, because you listen to Gojira and stuff, that really shows. And vocally, don't even get me into it. Like, it, it's great. So yeah, guitar wise, the thing is, um, Jerry was 
you know, he was a really sufficient guitarist. But yeah. the thing is, it was just things weren't working. We're we're on good terms with him now. We're friends with him still. Right. Um, and our current guitarist is now Alex Govin, uh, who I who actually tried out for bass for us at one point. Yep. Um, but didn't get the job because he was just like, yeah, whatever. I'll do this thing. And he <laughs> yeah, didn't really sure. put a whole lot of you know, effort into it. And he was like, yeah, whatever. I didn't put a whole lot into it. If I don't get it, I don't get it, whatever. And, uh, he didn't, but then we were looking for a guitarist a couple months later and he was like, I'll do it. Like, Okay. (laughs) So he tried out and it was like, you know, it seemed right. And the thing is where he wanted to go with it is exactly where we wanted to go with it. We wanted to go to a different direction. Obviously you'll hear, what I'm saying when the next EP comes out, whenever uh, that's not planned at all. We don't have much written cause we haven't, you know, actually had a practice in about three months, yeah, but for sure. um, uh, I liked his playing style a lot and I have another project with him that some stuff may be seen from that soon. I don't know yet, but, uh, Stay tuned for that. That's Hell yeah. That's one of the things I'm really pumped about. But yeah, Alex is exactly where we wanted to go with it. We would have had him on the podcast, but he lives in the he lives about 20 minutes away from us, 25 minutes away from us. And yeah. we didn't want to we're like completely quarantined. We haven't really le- left the house at all. Only yeah. like out of absolute necessity. Yeah, yeah. Tomorrow, I'm like, dang, do I really want to go get some food, or do I want to like scrounge up some stuff? I mean, I, I have, <laughs> I've got, you know, food that'll last me, but it's like, it's not really what I want to eat. But. Yeah. So, primarily, um, Liam, what do you enjoy most about writing lyrics, and what's like your message? Um, for. Each song, I don't, I just have a random message. I kind of just, I start with one line and whatever I see from that line, I continue off of. And I, I pitch in with the vocals as well. I mm-hmm. write, I write all the vocals with him. For sure. And um, basically the idea is we'll just think of a hook. And then yep. rather than like just throwing together random lines, we think of an actual concept based on said hook that yeah. could actually grow into a song rather than just being random vocals. That like, <laughs> oh, this line sounds cool. Oh, this line sounds cool. It's like, for example, we'll just think of one line or like two lines or whatever that we have in advance. And it's like, okay, what is, what kind of thing does this inspire? What is you know, what could go with this? That's not just random, but yep. actually is a concept of some sort. For sure. So what was your first reaction waking up to like your self-titled EP to be on Spotify, iTunes, et cetera, et cetera? Well, we had actually, it was, it was really, you know, eye-opening for me personally. Yep. It was really cool to do that. Shout out to Distro Kid, who are the yeah. who's one of the coolest companies ever. 
20 bucks. Oh my God. It's the best. And we had planned that in advance. And it was like, okay, when the record drops on May 1st, it's going to be everywhere. And the thing is, yeah. it's really the only way to do it. Cause if you only have physical copies, there's a lot of people that don't do physical copies these days for right. certain reasons. I, I like physical copies, but there's also, you know, I have a lot of friends that are uh, internationally based, we'll say. Yeah. So shipping to, you know, the UK. Yeah, kind of it's sucks. expensive. Like, let's, it's super expensive. You know, it's like here, here, take this like $10 CD, but I'm going to have to charge you $25 in shipping. Oh, it's, it's even more than that because customs. Yeah. I remember, where was it? I remember shipping something to Netherlands like a year ago. And I think it was around $20, but it was like a small package. It was like a CD and a shirt. I, uh, I play Axis pedals, but I personally, nothing against Axis, but I personally am not a fan of their drive shaft. Just yep. personal preference. So what I did was I ended up ordering a drive shaft from ACD Unlimited in, I think they're in, yeah, they're in Austria. And it was like $190 for the shaft. Or no, it was 190 euros. So it was like a little over $200. And then shipping was like 60 bucks Because yep. it's a piece of, you know, aluminum and steel. Yep. It was a, it was a heavy piece of metal, and uh, he shipped it over. It was like fifty bucks or so, which is still not bad, but it's like God, I hate doing that, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Although shipping, you know, over here isn't too much better. I just ordered a uh, a matching rack tom for one of the kits I have. Comes in tomorrow, by the way. Um, oh yeah, I'm excited for that. But um, I ordered it, and it and it's coming from California. And luckily, the guy was like, "Okay, two hundred dollars shipped." And I, I was like, "Oh, I thought it would just be two hundred bucks plus shipping. Shipping would have yeah. been fifty dollars." <laughs> yeah. And it's not a huge rack, Thomas. It's a ten inch. Like that's not that much. For sure. But it's FedEx, and they'll ship. Ah, uh, dude. You know? I hate FedEx. I hate working with them, but they're reliable. If I don't have to pay for it, I will take FedEx. <laughs> I'm going to give you a tip. If you ever do anything shipping in the future, go to the uh, post office. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've, the ship, I've done that the shipping, before. The shipping is like half price. Oh, it is. It's so much cheaper. The thing is with USPS, though, I got screwed over by them recently, and I hate them now. <laughs> <laughs> so basically I got a buddy up in New Hampshire and he made some custom like triggers that are based off of on trigger, which is a, a trigger that goes right on your pedal and it's triggered when you actually hit the pedal and the footboard hits the top of the trigger. So when, whenever the footboard hits it, it actually is triggered. So there's no mis triggering and he makes them on, he makes his like own, play on them and it's like this crazy like hacked way of doing it but they're awesome and it costs them like eight bucks to make them or like 12 bucks to make them or something and um i ordered them well i didn't order them he was like here i'm gonna send these to you for free 
and he was like, oh, and he was like, I'm going to ship these through USPS. I'm not going to bother with a tracking number because uh, you live less than an hour away from me. So it should be there in a couple days. It yep. never showed up. And because you yep. never got a tracking number, it's probably sitting at the post office in my town right now. But I can't yep, get gone. it because there's no tracking number. <laughs> yep. Uh, I yeah, I, I always pay the extra couple bucks because like, especially when I'm doing stuff on eBay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I do that for sure. I, and he was and the thing is, he was like, yeah, I usually do that. But you live like like 45 minutes away from me. I didn't think I would need a tracking number, <laughs> which oh, normally you wouldn't. Yeah, I like you. I like UPS the best. They're a little more expensive than USPS, but they're basically the same price. But they're a little more reliable, yep. and they get it done quicker. For sure. Yeah. So here's a question for Liam. He's going to get a kick out of this one. Mm-hmm. Liam, you ready? Mm-hmm. You've been given an elephant. You can't get rid of it. What would you do with it? What kind of question is this? <laughs> Dude, I, I got random questions. Uh, I would... <laughs> I'd go Joe Exotic and have an elephant retreat. <laughs> yep. How about instead I of would... meth and tigers, I have pizza and elephants. <laughs> <laughs> Liam, what would you do with it, man? How about a dog? <laughs> Dogs aren't as like crazy. That's not an elephant, though. <laughs> I'm talking an elephant. Is, You've been given an elephant. You can't get rid of it. What do you do with is it? Is it a baby or an adult? Adult. Like full size elephant. I could keep it. Well, you can't get rid of it is what it is. Right. You can't get rid of it. So what are you going to do? You can put it in the backyard. I, <laughs> I don't. Is breakfast an option? <laughs> See, now you're thinking out of the box. <laughs> you think you're thinking out of the box. There you go. You may, that that's the answer. Liam says eat it. That's a pretty metal answer. <laughs>